Sit With Me. I am your host, Tori Christina, and we're here to talk about mental health. That's what this show is all about. This podcast is dedicated to showing you ways to manage your mental health. And even like through your listening and experiencing the things that we talk about on this platform, you may may be able to recognize some of your mental health issues that you'll be able to manage and just really grab hold of. The purpose of my show has been birthed out of my own experience with PMDD, um, which is like a... uh, I hate to, it's like a hyper PMS, but like, uh, they, they, they say it like on steroids. <laughs> um, and it's so funny cause I ran into somebody and I, I was talking to her about it and she says, um, I think I have that too. And I'm like, it, no, you know, when you have something that's not right, it's not a think thing. It's, it's a no. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a definite definite difference in um, my mental capacity during that time and what I can handle and what I can do. And I had to come to a place where I am able to manage it and um, even calendar it, how it happens and what happens and what I need to do this day and that day. That's, and that takes a lot of work, but I have become to come to a place where I feel like I'm responsible for my mental health. Okay. And so that's what I want to do with you all is give you the tools that you need to be responsible and manage your mental health. So today we have with us Lanita Parrish. How are you? Well, thank you. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so happy you told me yes, because, you know, <laughs> I she, you guys don't know her, but if you see her, she's very quiet. She's not like super people-y. <laughs> <laughs> I am slow to warm. Yes. And mm-hmm. so when I asked her to be on the show, I was like, I'm not sure she's going to tell me yes, but she did. So I'm glad she's here. Mm-hmm. So can you please tell our audience a little about what you do professionally? Okay. Professionally, I am a licensed mental health counselor. <laughs> um, I have to congratulate myself because it was a long process after or post-graduation with my master's. I work at a middle school now. I've worked in other um, mental health agencies, but currently I work in a middle school. And I service sixth through eighth graders. Wow. Yes. Uh, wow. Post-pandemic. How mm-hmm. about that? Or during pandemic and now post-pandemic or pandemic, who knows where we really so are. So you were doing situation. that before the pandemic as well in the school? This is my third school year. Okay. So I started middle school um, and this is my first time working in a middle school setting full time. Now I've gone into schools before, mm-hmm. but never being housed. And now you're yes, stationed on the campus. Yes. Okay. So 2019 October, uh, and then rolled right into couldn't have been no more than what four or five months. March we're talking about. Oh, we're going home. The country is shutting down. Mm-hmm. So. Um, guess a little pre but not much Mm -hmm. but yes I work with these beautiful kids um, and I provide them support Mm -hmm. encouragement a listening ear Mm -hmm. Um, I walk alongside of them in their trauma their struggles their challenges which vary 
Um, what kind of what kind mm-hmm. of challenges are you seeing um, that are specifically linked to COVID? Are you seeing that in the kids much, or is it just your basic traumatic issues that kids go through that that age? Well, it is. I, I guess I shouldn't say basic mm-hmm. and traumatic together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ain't nothing basic about something traumatic. That's true. That that is you know? that is so true. But what are you seeing out of the kids? Um, anxiety. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing anxiety. Divorce rates are growing. Mm-hmm. Kids that are now dealing with the transition of parents divorcing. Mm-hmm. Um, aggression. Mm. Um, I always wondered about that. Let me stop mm-hmm. you right there because I I did work at um, a middle school for mm-hmm. a year, mm-hmm. and I noticed that the girls were extremely aggressive towards the little boys. I was like, y'all cannot be hitting on them all the time. And I know they like them, but mm-hmm. I mean like hitting, like abusive hitting. I didn't I didn't really understand that. Um so when you say aggression, are you talking about things like that or is it just like their attitude, their energy? What is it? Not at my school, mm-hmm. but I have been told by um school administration school administrators where I work that the county is seeing an uptick in sexual aggression. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. All over mm-hmm. the county. Um, but no, in my case, the aggression is anger, mm-hmm. angry outbursts, um, parent-child conflict mm-hmm. in the home. Mm-hmm. So that's the aggression that I am seeing on my caseload. Mm-hmm. Um, low self-esteem, socialization issues. Now, we we will say that we think that is directly related to being at home those oh. months mm-hmm. on the socialization issues, as well as um, pandemic anxiety. Uh, don't know. Still worried about. Yes. Yeah. Um, because God only knows what was being said in the home, what they oh. were hearing, mm-hmm. television. So you're telling me like the kids are actually like scared at school. Um, about the pandemic, mm-hmm. I maybe not so much now because you've seen a lot of less mask wearing, right? But in the beginning of the school year and last school year, especially when the kids came off of some somewhat of that hybrid, mm-hmm. they had the option to go right. Mm-hmm. And transitioning back into uh, full-time school, there was a lot of anxiety there. And then you have those sixth graders, unfortunately, mm-hmm. already. That's already with, a rough year. Come on now. Right. That's a rough year. <laughs> come on now. Yeah. You, you middle school from elementary, oh, most times kids. I can't kids, imagine how they, what they went through. Mm-hmm. And most times kids struggle from elementary to middle right right you got all these changing classes Mm -hmm. more teachers Mm -hmm. different personalities you have to learn 
Um, just, yeah, because uh, in, in elementary school, they're just in one class all day. Basically. So now you're going to the school, you're switching classes. I got mm-hmm. a mask on. I don't want to catch COVID. Mm-hmm. I know with my kids, I was like, wash your hands, stay out of people's face, right. <laughs> keep your mask on. Mm-hmm. Like even the parents, I know that it was hard to send your kids back to school because yeah. not knowing if they were going to come home with mm-hmm. COVID. Right. So that had to be difficult. Right. In addition to everything Every, else you The normal. Know. Yeah. So are the kids able to come and see you at will? No. Well, uh, the process is uh, my, my kids are referred to me by the guidance counselors. Okay. So they would have already uh, met with the guidance counselor, established a rapport, guidance counselor is seeing some type of pattern and thinking okay well this is out of my scope mm-hmm. they need more assistance mm-hmm. and then um, we talk about it in the afternoons we call it a 3 30 meeting we talk about it at 3 30 and they say they you know they think that this student would be good for parish and then if that be the case they refer them to me now I do have an open door policy so um, if guidance counselors are not available, kids can come and see me. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to know if it was like an open door, yeah, like policy where they could always come in. No. Wow. We have an intake process. Mm-hmm. Um, consent forms must be signed, mm-hmm. et cetera. Because sometimes mm-hmm. those things kind of make a barrier to people getting help. You know, and I'm not just speaking about in your organization, but I've been uh, a part of organizations where you have to go through a three-step program to get to where you need to get. <laughs> and when you need to get there, I don't need to fill out mm-hmm. 80 forms. forms to get mm-hmm. there. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I can imagine for a child, it might be a slight bit more difficult, but yeah, I, I see how they have the guidance counselor in place and then mm-hmm. they're able to move on from there. Right. Because if the guidance counselor can, you know, maybe hash through some of it's, might just be minor issues. Now, are these positions new on campuses? I'm, I'm, I'm not certain how new. From what I understand, it's birthed out of the um, Stoneman Douglas, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Act. Um, the kids down in Parkland. Oh, and, you yeah. Know, they did all of that advocacy yeah. mm-hmm. and um, work in Tallahassee. And so now we're supposed to have what we call co-located mental health professionals. Mm-hmm. That's the title, co-located mental health professionals okay. on the campuses to be able to have that easy access um, for kids to seek services and um, also to prevent uh, parents from having to pull them out, mm-hmm. getting off, taking off work. And then we were finding that kid um, agencies were filling up so had a long waiting list, really? right? You had some parents that were trying to find services in Port St. Lucie, just making them um, drive miles and miles away. So, um, well, here I am on here to co-located um, um, mental health professionals are right here on campus. Now it has its pros and it has its cons, but um, I think it's great that they can access it right there in school. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And to a parent that is listening, what are some of the things that uh, parents need to look for if they 
like suspect or Mm -hmm. just, you know, things to look for in your child concerning their mental health? Subtle changes and drastic changes. Um, I think you have to start with parents being present first. Mm. And what do you mean by being present? Um, Taking quality time, Mm. not necessarily quantity, but quality time. Mm -hmm. Check in with your kids often. Mm -hmm. Um, Your kids tell you I'm fine, everything okay, don't leave it there. Right. Probe. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to your kids and let them know there's nothing you can tell me that will make me stop loving you. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, you got to be. Uh, That's really important. Okay. Go back to that mm-hmm. because I, you know, <clears throat> I'm, I'm raising three boys and I, we've been through circumstances in, in them, you know, growing up and, that was a message that I had to give one of them very specifically Mm -hmm. so that they know that no matter what, I still love you. And that broke a barrier. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a lot of times kids when they're dealing with things or, and it, it, it could be the simplest things, but to a child, it may be like a whole mountain when it's really a molehill. Absolutely. Perception. Yes, perception. Mm -hmm. I think um, parents uh, can remember that children are children (laughs) and they're in a child development state. Wow. So sometimes we expect our kids to process and navigate, uh, process thoughts and emotions and navigate and interpret situations as we would as adults. Mm Mm-hmm. But guess what? That's because we've matured mm-hmm. and we've had experiences. So going back to just being present, you know, if if there's that parental intuition, okay, listen, don't leave it there. If your child is not willing, mm-hmm. then have a conversation about talking to your guidance counselor finding somebody on campus just don't leave it there Mm -hmm. and we're busy a lot parents are trying to make ends meet um they have situations but you gotta make time turn them cell phones off turn the i was gonna say electricity but don't do that but (laughs) you know how you can set the cable yeah okay (laughs) yeah because my youngest one Mm -hmm. i had to put that parental his um on his ipad Mm -hmm. he has a set time where he could be on there a set time for certain apps and at first when he first got it he was just doing whatever i was like oh no that's not gonna work Mm -hmm. so i had to put and it's so funny because with those guidelines he's really okay with it Mm -hmm. but he'd be waiting he'd be like okay my um my time go off at 10 Mm -hmm. (laughs) o'clock Mm-hmm. So he's ready, like he mm-hmm. knows he has this specific amount of time to do whatever he needs to do on there. But but setting boundaries for our kids mm-hmm. um, is is very important. It is. Because when they don't have any boundaries, then, you know, they're subject to do anything, you know. But if we go ahead and set those boundaries, then we, we give them, even though I feel like kids do what they want to do, mm-hmm. but if you're giving them some sort of guideline, then they have a measure of 
um, how to react and act in certain situations and circumstances Mm -hmm. if they have like that are those boundaries already set. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's move on to talk about, um, Oh, were there any other things that you would give parents being present? I think that was very Mm -hmm. important. Uh, I think I I do want to circle back to the subtle and the drastic changes. Um, Subtle changes you can, you know, take note of again and have those conversations, um, whether it's seemingly isolating um, in the room, um, maybe some mild irritability, mm-hmm. um, not showering as much. Mm-hmm. Not doing what is him. that with not showering as much? Wait now, we know, are we talking <laughs> about boys and <laughs> typically boys, or are we no? Talking okay, about, like I know mm-hmm. boys. I got three of them. Mm-hmm. I I don't know one of them. I think he's allergic. Like <laughs> <laughs> I was like, get your little buddy mm-hmm. here. Um, but no, I have I have a, a um acquaintance that that that's an issue with her child Mm -hmm. and she actually said something about his mental health related to that. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I was wondering how, how does that go together? She really actually said that. That's why I was wondering. Um, it just could be lack of interest. Maybe there's some signs of depression or anxiety. Mm. Um, maybe someone said something about the appearance of, of that particular child mm-hmm. and they are giving themselves some messages that just aren't true. Mm-hmm. And it could, you know, you have to sit down with the kid, but it could be a number of things. Yeah. That's so, people. that's so funny that you said that I'm going to have to, I'm, I will let her know after we're done. Mm-hmm. It does have something to do with that. And if but she up. really, she really said that she was like, I don't know if he's depressed mm-hmm. or what, because, but that was one of the signs that Absolutely. she's been seeing in him. Absolutely. Covering up, like all of a sudden they layered in clothes, mm-hmm. you know, and they just look disheveled. So that can be subtle. And then you have those drastic changes, which basically to me is you ignored the signs um, in the beginning. And now they've escalated. So I'm just like, well, dog. You know, yeah. outbursts, angry, not eating, sleeping, just grades of plummeting um that and that can seem to you drastic but most times they were signs yeah along the way yeah mm-hmm. and, and we do miss those signs that you like you said as parents you're going in and out picking up people dropping them off whatever and you're not you, like you're saying like in those moments have that quality time mm-hmm. where you're actually speaking with your child I always am very clear to speak with them, like actually listen and pay attention to what they're saying, even though it might be something I really don't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but just really am an active listener because my second, my Jordan, my second oldest, he'll tell me about Jordan's a genius. So the things he talks about mm-hmm. is not what I want to talk about, mm-hmm. but I'll sit there and I'll like, oh. And I'll start asking questions just so that I could keep myself in tune with what he's saying. But just that part of being attentive to your children is very important. And the individual styles. So like you right. said, you have 
three kids and three them. different personalities. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I commend all parents you as well who attempt to be the, the proper parent for each of your children. Mm-hmm. Some things you can do across the board. And then there are many things that you just can't, you have to speak to your child who that child is. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So on a personal note, have you yourself dealt with, um, Um, okay. So moving forward, where I wanted to talk to you about any, is there any personal experience for yourself that you've had with your mental health? Absolutely. Like what? Depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, medication, mm-hmm. therapy. Um, life coaching, um, just an ongoing assessment of, um, self-care. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um, so the depression and anxiety, I, I hear those a lot together. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is that something that goes hand in hand? Not necessarily. Okay. Uh, particularly in my case, the depression um, was a, a, a long-term battle mm-hmm. um, in my adulthood. It's um, definitely presented itself um, when my parents got divorced. Okay. So I was in my um, early 30s. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they had been together since you were a child? Yeah, about 30 years. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. A little over 30 years. And um, the anxiety I saw um, hit hard probably March, April, and May of 2020, Hmm. Um, which was... uh, I was going to say that's our pandemic year, right? Absolutely. Oh, um, but when I began my master's um, in mental health counseling and through the study, uh-huh. right, I realized that I had had, um, had some anxiety in my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I recognized that by the way it presented itself with headaches, stomach aches. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yes, don't want to get it muddied because I know we're probably going to, you know, just touch on each, but Mm -hmm. I've had my share uh, even today, but it's not today leading up to this um, interview, Mm -hmm. I would say anxiety symptoms, but not anxiety. Okay. So what's the difference? Um, the difference is today I'm, I'm able to cope. There's no impairment. Yes. Okay. See? Yes. Talk about it. Okay. Nothing impeded my function today. <sighs> I was able to rely on, um, uh, my, my scripture a bit more. 
um, use my coping strategies, mm-hmm. uh, encourage myself in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and, um, you know, just do um, ref- cognitive reframing, which is um, stopping a negative thought. Hold it. I'm not even going to let this thought go right. all the way through. Uh-huh. But, um, hey. Grabbing hold of it. Take captive. Yes. Come on now. We pulling down <laughs> every so, thought. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. And so, um, so that's the difference. I had some anxiety symptoms, but I was able to self-regulate by using those coping strategies and, um, strengthening myself and motivating myself versus when I've, I've had the anxiety to overtake me mm-hmm. in, in, um, in such a way where I'm in bed and I'm shaking. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I'm in bed and those thoughts are just intrusive. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Can I can I effectively provide counseling mm-hmm. to my kids? Now remember, this is the pandemic time, right? Um, I already talked about the the trembling, the mm-hmm. intrusive thoughts, being overwhelmed with them, and um, saying, "Hey, I, I need some medication." Yeah, and the depression, the guilt. So when you asked me, do they go hand in hand? Not necessarily, but in this pandemic, I did experience depression and anxiety. Mm. And I think that was a first for me. Okay. When my parents. Um, it was separate. Right. It was just mainly depression. depression. Mm-hmm. Right. That anger that was internal mm-hmm. and, oh, it was a mess. That anger, maybe touch on that, but. Um, so the depression and anxiety was hand in hand during the pandemic. Um, again, I felt like the rug was just snatched, uh, from underneath my feet. My foundation was shaken. Mm -hmm. Just all these messages I was telling myself and, Mm -hmm. um, it was just a lot. It was a lot for everybody. And people remember now people were dying. Yeah. That thing was real. It was. And I, I used to say like, that's probably the hardest part was Mm -hmm. seeing people lose family members that they couldn't go see. Like I could not imagine the even even now the mm-hmm. aftermath of people dealing with I didn't get to go be by my mother's side. Mm-hmm. You know, that mm-hmm. that's really a very, I don't know, just kind of strange thing for me to wrap my mind around mm-hmm. how that worked. Mm-hmm. Um, so with your um um depression and anxiety, how you're talking about the self-talk. Mm-hmm. That is a big issue. And and you said it didn't, um, what did you say? Like you could, like today you were able to cope with it. Mm-hmm. And Self-regulate. It and it didn't make you where, like it was debilitating. Right. Right. And mm-hmm. so that's what I have. Well, when I have like some of my episodes, um, sometimes they are debilitating. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, I'll, I'll be like, I don't want to go anywhere because I just can't. It just seems like I can't move forward and it's so frustrating because I'm a person that loves to get things done Mm -hmm. and so in that time period when I'm going through those episodes I cannot get 
anything done. And I definitely can't get it done right okay. because my mind is not in a, a, a place that, you know, I can really produce as I should. Um, so, but like you said, there are ways that we cope with those things. Um, I medication. Also, my spiritual relationship is definitely mm-hmm. a big help um, of how I use my spirituality to balance my mind. But it is really a job to maintain your mind. Mm-hmm. A whole job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a whole job. So when you say you did your coping skills and it didn't get to a place where you weren't able to move and you're in the bed shaking, mm-hmm. like what, what gets you to, what allows you to go into that a step further? Like what makes it, what keeps you from always maintaining and always coping? What keeps me from always maintaining? No, like, okay. it, I don't know if I'm asking it right. Like if you're not able to maintain it and you do end up on the other side of it mm-hmm. where you're in bed and you're shaking and all those things, what makes it go cross that line where you can't control it anymore, where you lose that control? Um, chemical imbalances, uh, sensory overload, mm-hmm. um, sensory overload. So chemical imbalances, I'm, you know, the biology of it and the mm-hmm. neuro- neurology of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, serotonin. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I mean when I say chemical imbalances, Balance. right? Then um, sensory overload, just got way too much going on. Feed coming in. Okay. Um, so there was a time when, hey, I can't hear nothing else about COVID. Right now, I can't. My mom will come tell me about one other person from the church mm-hmm. passed. Mm-hmm. Not right now. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I can't Facebook folks pictures. I got to get off of this. Mm-hmm. So that was the sensory overload. Um, and then fear, um, mm-hmm. unchecked fear mm-hmm. and negative messages, mm-hmm. um, perceptions. Remember I mentioned, I felt again, that the rug was pulled out from under me and that my foundation had been just totally dismantled mm-hmm. because the first time I felt that was when my parents mm-hmm. started that divorce process. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, maybe somewhat prone to depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Maybe that that's, that's a path that some some people are genetically prone to depression, um, anxiety, whether it be from their mother's prenatal lack of experiences mm. um, because a, a mom's pregnancy does impact the uh, child. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it was environmental, meaning... Um, some things were unresolved from my childhood, mm-hmm. 
where I may have been a bit hypervigilant and nervous about some things and didn't speak to that or mm-hmm. um, felt, felt that I lost my voice in some cases or dismissed by my parents, mm-hmm. you know, again, unresolved and, mm-hmm. um, or just maybe um, dealt with, but not deep enough. Mm-hmm. And so here was an extreme trigger. Right. Okay. That took me somewhere. Yeah. Transported me back to a, a particular state and mm-hmm. state and space. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, those traumatic mm-hmm. experiences. Cause when, even with mine, I can, I can maintain it pretty well mm-hmm. when I'm doing well. <laughs> <laughs> Doing well, everything's great. Mm-hmm. But then when those stressful, traumatic situations happen, like you said, it's like something being the rug being pulled from under your feet. Mm-hmm. And it's if you're not cognizant enough to, you know, know that, okay, that is 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 my trigger and that is going to trigger something. And so I have to be proactive mm-hmm. in what I need to do because of this is happening. Then it could it could go south. It could go really bad, really fast, and it did. <clears throat> really bad, really fast. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, those are hard. Mm-hmm. I jumped on that medication quick. <laughs> Uh, what i shared you guys with lenita was is that of course um i am a bible-based believer and she is as well and um, we do believe in the healing power of god and this show is not targeted just for christians or believers it's for everybody because christ came in he died for the whole world not just a particular group of people so in that um i have found that the church has sometimes, I'm talking about the institution of the church, not the body Body of Christ. Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, They have been very resilient to support the taking of medication for mental illness. Mm -hmm. And especially when it comes to children and ADHD and all day, they'll be like, don't put them kids on that medicine. They're going to be all right. Let's go pray for them. Mm -hmm. And I do believe in the power of prayer. Lord knows because I have been delivered, set free and still dealing with some other stuff that he need to come get. But until he comes and gets those things Mm -hmm. and delivers me fully from those things, I believe in the technology and the science that helps us maintain our mental health through prescription medication that is monitored and not abused. Okay. So, you know, we know that people can get on things and abuse it, but we're not here at even as a believer and as a responsible believer. Mm -hmm. I think that that is not our intention. So we're not trying to, become a drug addict. We just trying to maintain our sanity. And um, even in the body of Christ, I've seen people like lose it from trying to be perfect. I would, there's one way to put it. You're trying Mm -hmm. to be perfect and live up to these standards and you already got mental health issues. That is a terrible mixture. And I've, I've seen people just like completely go off kilt so how do you feel about 
Um, I guess you you said you do take prescription medication. I have. You have. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I and I have in different doses too. When I'm when I'm better, when I'm doing better mm-hmm. physically, mentally, really taking care of myself, like you say, and be being very self aware, I have been able to bring down how much I take. Okay. So I think that it's not just the medication. It's a, you have to service your whole man. Mm-hmm. So exercise matters. Okay. How I eat matters. Those things like really um, help me overall yeah. and, and able to help me to able be able to control mm-hmm. um, that. So, yeah. Good. Yeah, absolutely. So we have to do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are some tips that you can give our viewers of coping mechanisms when you're in that place? You said, um, what, what did you mention already? You said um, medication, medication, therapy, therapy mm-hmm. and even for children, therapy. Mm-hmm. Okay. What else? Or some, what do you tell the kids when they come in with anxiety or in a school setting? Is there some kind of um, practice that you give them? Yes, we have um, coping strategies, relaxation techniques, visualization. So with, um, first I want to say that uh, therapy is individualized, okay, We do have modalities, right? Therapeutic Mm -hmm. modalities, um, which are just techniques um, that that we learn as clinicians. And um, we teach um, and in in many cases rehearse. Um, I'm smiling because I'm thinking about my kids who come in and I'm like, okay, well, uh, I just want to let you know today is the day that you got to show me that you know how to deep breathe. Really? Oh, mm-hmm. my bad, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, that you know how to deep. So you go through these breathing methods with them, mm-hmm. and then you're asking them to show you. Absolutely. <laughs> so how does that work? It, it's called. I need to know that you're competent. <laughs> <laughs> A whole check and balance. You, okay. yeah, you're not gonna be in here wasting my time, and you don't know how to breathe. <laughs> present it that way but I I will tell them listen you're not gonna go out here and say therapy didn't work and not say and not tell the people listen I didn't apply the techniques (laughs) but um (laughs) so yeah that's you know just rehearsing Mm -hmm. um and then um there are some techniques that we use called behavioral rehearsal where um if there's a, a particular situation um at school that the kids for example you, you wouldn't believe how many kids um, are overstimulated by the bell exchange. Really? Yes. <laughs> like the bell going off in the classroom? Sometimes and the actual uh, Oh, it being in classes, the hallways and everything? Some of the exchanging classes. Um, the amount of people in the hallways. Oh. What can feel it like is kind of it is chaotic. <laughs> I wouldn't even when I was mm-hmm. teaching school when that middle school when they switched classes I wouldn't go in the hallway because mm-hmm. I wanted no parts. Okay, <laughs> mm-hmm. it is very chaotic, mm-hmm. 
Everybody's moving, pushing, running. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's loud. And folks yeah. And so you're like the over stimulation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also fear we got. I have a couple of kids who won't even go to their lockers, and their book bags are so heavy. <gasps> and bless their hearts, you know, right? Ending over, why they won't go to their um, their lockers? It's just they don't know how to multitask that, and it's gonna. It's and, too much, right? And so with the behavior rehearsal. And then helping with that anxiety, mm-hmm. we could go out in the hallways during session, walk through. I could talk loud, hit on, hit on the uh, lockers. You know what I mean? Because they will be hearing that yes. opening and closing. And come on, let's go. Get your number out. And I've we've even done hand over hand with how to turn your locker to the right, circle it back around a whole a whole rotation oh, and man. and there you go but that is that is great mm-hmm. you know like how many kids would have benefited from that mm-hmm. you know that had to go through those spells of anxiety of going in a hallway but they didn't get that attention mm-hmm. to actually practice doing it mm-hmm. and like you said especially sixth graders that is the worst. Bless their hearts. I know. I'm crying right now for them. <laughs> like, I feel really bad for them. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. And so, y'all do rehearsals. Mm-hmm. Um, the deep breathing. And again, I, I asked for it. Um, so, what I do is I set up a Google Classroom. Most parents should know about Google Classrooms by now mm-hmm. for each of my kids. And I will upload um, videos for them to watch. And I send messages okay i need you practice rehearse da, 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 da. and you know pop quiz they never know when it's coming <laughs> they're breathing <laughs> they're breathing quiz <laughs> but breathing uh, works because mm-hmm. i i've done i do i do breathing exercises mm-hmm. when i'm feeling overwhelmed but this one time i did like this breathing exercise and mm-hmm. I was crying by the end and I don't I don't even know what was sad about it okay. but I think it like it was just such a release when just being able to sit still okay. and just breathe and I don't know it just released something out of me mm-hmm. but yeah I, I love the breathing exercises those are great sometimes we'll turn the light off um in the room and I'll uh, go to YouTube and find a, a relaxation, you know, that the water running, the waves. Oh, yeah. But, you know, you have to, I have to monitor mm-hmm. because sometimes kids um, can't uh, balance it and you have to ease into or modify relax relaxation skills for some for some children some kids just be totally quiet right Mm -hmm. and to have nothing going on it's hard it's hard and they're resistive um and that's to be expected with some kids so 
You just have to modify. And the world that we live in. They mm-hmm. have, I mean, everything is, yep, these phones. Phones and, and everything. Like they can't even, they don't even go outside no more. So to be mm-hmm. not able to sit still, that is something. Yeah. That is really mm-hmm. something to think mm-hmm. about. And we don't want it to be counterproductive. So I have to, that's why they have to show me. Mm-hmm. Um, because kids can tell you, yes, yes. I watch the videos. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. So you yes. need to show me. <laughs> like, what you watch? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you watch nothing. And then there's the visual visualization where um can have the kids create um something that makes them smile and um they can draw it and um and then after their art piece or a picture or a memory, anything, you know, just have them tell me about the details. How does it make you feel? Relax, calm, close your eyes now, visualize that, right? And especially for kids who have test anxiety mm. um, because um, I, I emphasize you can sit right at your desk and you can implement these coping strategies. Nobody's even knowing. Right. Nobody's even paying attention. Mm-hmm. So to get them comfortable with, again, that practicality of therapy. And that's so great from mm-hmm. from a young age to be receiving that. Because that can that lasts up until their adulthood. Absolutely. Those same strategies. That's amazing. So you're like really changing kids lives like some of them may never have the opportunity to go sit in a therapist's office but because you're there on campus Mm -hmm. they're able to you know have access to these skills that are going to help them through life I think that's I think that's absolutely amazing that's great I wish Mm -hmm. every school had that but like you I said earlier I've worked at a school that didn't even have a guidance counselor let alone a mental health professional Um, but prayerfully um, schools are doing new things with all this money Mm -hmm. that the government and what the lotto money though the lotto money does the lotto money still go to education <laughs> need the parents to advocate as well. The parents, parents, go find out where is the lottery money. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was saying I need the parents to advocate for resources on their kids' campuses. No, I, want the kid, I want the parents this to go find out where the lottery about. money is. Because <laughs> I know they say they give some of that lottery mm-hmm. money is supposed to go to schools. I don't... Where's the lottery money? But what you want the parents to do? Advocate. <laughs> yeah. Adv- advocate. Say, hey, if, if we're the guidance counselors, it's, once again, you got to be present. We mm. definitely need to eat. even know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I found is like a lot of parents don't know what's going on right. at the school. Like, mm-hmm. I hate the, I said, I wouldn't go. I, I can't talk about, but I, I just know some situations where, and it happens all the time where classrooms don't even have a class, a 
permanent classroom teacher mm-hmm. and like uh, go a whole year with mm-hmm. a substitute. And I'm not saying the same substitute. Mm-hmm. I'm talking pe- people going in and out and parents don't even know because mm-hmm. they'll send home the paper. But if you never read what's in your kid's book bag, right. you still don't know. But that's a unless your kids actually talk to you and you're actually present. And then you find out those things. Yes. Yeah, you got to go through those book bags. Ooh, because there's a lot of information just jammed and packed. And <laughs> some of those book bags are just disorganized. And I used to say, you know, it would be cool if they would teach kids like organization skills mm-hmm. and things like that. Because that's pretty complicated, too, when you're switching classes mm-hmm. and especially those that are on block schedule. Like how do I study for a test that I'm not going to have on the next day, but I'm going to have it the next day. And Mm -hmm. they're just, you know, they have to figure that out on their own unless Mm -hmm. their parents teach them because there's nothing. in, I don't think maybe certain schools Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. with more lottery money, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the schools that's getting the lottery money, they have those kind of classes. Uh, but yeah, so Miss Lanita, we thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for mm-hmm. sitting with me. Are there any last tips or um, words that you can give our audience um, when it comes to managing our mental health? Um, there's plenty of tips, uh, but I think. I would say uh, self-care is important and it has to be intentional, okay? Mm -hmm. Not only for yourself, but for your children. I think another tip, so intentional, if if you're the type of person that logs everything into their phone, that Google Calendar or mm-hmm. whatever it is, you know, not trying to be funny, but please schedule self-care. Um, 30 minutes, an hour, I think is important um, for children to see their parents modeling self-care. Mm. It's very important. That's good for parents to model Mm self-care because whether you know it or not you're teaching your children how to teach how to treat themselves right like this is how it goes and that is so important keep going okay that's good um please know that therapy can be used as a prevention Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I ask the community that's that's watching, um, well, that will watch. Please don't wait until your family members are in a crisis to seek services. One reason why is because agencies are backed up. Waiting list, waiting list, waiting list. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes it takes two or three tries before you have a good fit. Right. 
Okay. It's true. I, I I've know had, what I'm I talking about. I have several. <laughs> I know what I'm but, talking about. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've, I've, I've had to go through a few therapists before I found the one that was a good fit. Mm-hmm. And it's okay if that therapist was for a season. Okay. For whatever that situation right. was. And then you find another good therapist for where you are. Like right. churches. <laughs> Y'all, let me tell you something. What's going so on? The- <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Um, so, so yes, please don't wait till a crisis. Prevention is like, like you have all the medical, um, the the medical community always advocating testing early. Yeah. Okay. For mm-hmm. prevention. Mm-hmm. Same thing for mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's good. If medication will be prescribed, same thing. Sometimes you have to go through Mm -hmm. a few types of medicine. I know what I'm talking about. I started off with Lexapro for for my antidepressant. Made my stomach hurt. Tried something else. I don't remember what it was, but didn't land it on Wellbutrin. It's a godsend. Okay, so if we don't even have to get there because of prevention, right? That'll be great. And 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 really, in when you're saying prevention, and when those traumatic instances do come to the surface, that we're dealing with it mm-hmm. instead of just sweeping it under the rug, especially with our children. Right. When you know your child has gone through something traumatic, mm-hmm. get the child some help. And continue to deal with it so it's not something that the enemy can use in their lives because he will use it. Right. Because kids can show a certain amount of resiliency and yeah. say, oh, they fine. They'll be all right. Right. The kids go they on. They bounce back. So, yeah, you you wouldn't know. But it's uh, the responsibility of an adult to really make sure that that is confronted and dealt with yes not ignored please even if the child is smiling laughing loving on the person that did it to them come on do not ignore it you can't you can't take trips to disney and universal (laughs) and substitute that right Try to make it up. That's for therapy. Yeah, that's not therapy. That's, that's they need to talk it. about it. I know a lot of times um, I've helped a lot of people when they're dealing with their trauma. And mm-hmm. the one thing I've always taught people is to, you have to talk about it. Because mm-hmm. when once you bring light to it, like you can, nobody can't use that against you because you, you really, not really accept that it happened, but just maybe just recognize that it happened, like it make it true. Cause sometimes it can all, almost seem like a distant mm-hmm. memory. It was a dream. No, this did happen. Mm-hmm. And just, um, just acknowledging that that's what it is. Acknowledging that something traumatic happened mm-hmm. and you survived it mm-hmm. and you can be better for it. Mm-hmm. And you can take that bad thing and make it good, but you can't do nothing with it. If you bury it. Okay. 
You better go ahead. It'll just be buried. And one day it's going to rain really hard and it's going to come right back to the surface. My Lord. So we have to deal with our trauma. Yes, 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 yes. Um, Parenting classes. Hmm. I um, am accredited in a evidence-based parenting program called Triple P. And it's rolled out pretty heavily um, with um, Children's Service Council and Children's Home Society. Mm-hmm. And um, parents can access Triple uh, P privately or um, through the Bridge program. Have you heard of Bridges yes. before? Um, so it stands for um, Positive Parenting Program and gives you basic tips, um, child development, um, homework. <laughs> Got a child that's stubborn, you know, just any anything for, from small um, concerns to those um, heavy levels of triple P, uh, like level four and five, when we're talking about partner conflict that's mm-hmm. impacting parents. I mean, I'm sorry, impacting the children or um, just intense behaviors from the child. So I, I would say... Take a parenting class. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's not to say that you you aren't parenting well. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. There's like such a like <laughs> such a stigmatism on parenting classes. But when I really think about it, people mm-hmm. always like you know you wish you had an instruction book. Well, they do have parenting <laughs> classes that you that are that people have access to. Like you could Absolutely. just take a parenting class. Absolutely. Take a parenting class is just because always, uh, you know, mental health is expanding mm-hmm. and, and it's becoming more sophisticated and we're learning more. Um, and so just some tips of how to communicate. Right. And maybe you've forgotten what it's like to be preteen mm-hmm. and girls that are starting to menstruate. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, If I said that correctly, but, you know, starting that menstrual Mm -hmm. cycle Mm -hmm. and what that means for hormones and so forth. And um, tips on single mothers, uh, how to approach certain situations with their sons. Mm. Um, Just but yeah, just get a parenting class. It, It doesn't belittle you or devalue what you've done. Um, already, um, but it's just, it's helpful, mm-hmm. okay, again, for being able to recognize some of those subtle changes that we talked about, right? that you can then decide if prevention is necessary versus intervention, right, um, other tips, probably, again, make a habit of just turning everything off, at a, at a certain time, kids not going to die without that phone. I'm trying to tell you, they're doing <laughs> some good, um, getting them in situations where they can learn social skills, how mm-hmm. to interact. Well, you should see some of the kids won't even say, excuse me. Thank you, please. I mean, I don't know what's going on, but <laughs> Jesus God, I mean, just, just having courtesy, common courtesy. Yeah. Yeah. And dealing with um, deal and dealing with um, peer interaction mm-hmm. appropriately, mm-hmm. and how to manage 
when someone when someone speaks ill of you because mm. you know back in the day sticks and stones right rain, duh, name that we no. already know names hurt my feelings was hurt yeah names hurt <laughs> so just being able to to um navigate how to handle it yeah so yeah, that it yeah. doesn't become something that is the message yeah. it doesn't become who you are because right. somebody said that yeah. again that's why that quality time is so important and you got to check in with your kids because they they're getting all kind of messages in these schools, honey. Right. It's a lot being said and shared in these schools, mm-hmm. and it it can it can just whoo, mm. whoo, my lord, it's wow. it's scary. It's scary, and yeah. you you got to be able to. I don't want to say reprogram your kids, mm-hmm. but you you got to be able to take that world off your kids. Yeah. And and reinstill, reemphasize the values and the morals and the ethics that um, you are teaching at the home. Because sometimes what's being taught at home is a lot of times not popular at school. Exactly. Right. And yeah. they, they trying to belong. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. They trying to be accepted because that is development. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They follow kids. They want to. Um, be a part of right because trying to that, find a space that's development yeah and so you gotta parents gotta you gotta be there you know what i'm saying force feed it but that's why you, you take some parenting some, tips some foundation come on to help you learn some lingo and mm-hmm. you know it's like did you see this on your kid phone and be surprised about the what apps these kids have mm-hmm. and these secret codes undercover and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's why if you take some parenting classes, you can get here because they'll tell you about all right. this stuff. No, I use my teenagers for my little one. Okay, <laughs> I, I tell them okay. Mm-hmm. So because there's this one game that he just dying to play. He's like, mm-hmm. and you know he's seven, so he's telling me, oh, I can play that game because so and so his same age plays the game but that don't mean you could play it then so i asked my kids like like is this appropriate for him to play there like absolutely not Mm -hmm. because you know they have access to because it's like you know where they play with other people online yeah and you definitely they don't he's he no 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 it's a lot of predators yes getting a hold to our kids through these virtual realities and whatever that the VR. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, we have one and the kids, the older ones played with it for like a day. And I haven't let the little one play with it yet because I said I don't I haven't even really explored it myself to see what it does. Um, but yeah, no, you don't need to be in there. It's it's just weird anyway. So yeah, so we thank you so much for being here. Um, this has been really good. Me. I love, I love, especially when we're talking about our kids mm-hmm. and what we can do um, to bring them value in their mental health. And so you guys have heard it here mm-hmm. at Sit With Me. And this is Lanita Parrish. I am your host, Tori Christina. Please look out for us. Um, we're going to be coming up with some other ideas and some other things outside of the podcast so please follow me at the real tori christina that's on facebook and 
Instagram and TikTok, which <laughs> I haven't made not one TikTok video, but I be on there watching. Let me tell you, them people mm-hmm. on TikTok got time. <laughs> I don't know where they find it. No, have you watched TikTok Live, girl? You know Friday, existed. Friday nights. See, I be <laughs> Friday nights. TikTok Live is something else there's like people on there playing bingo people on there praise dancing people on there reading tarot cards there's all when i tell you mm-hmm. is wild okay. it's so funny you got to check it out tiktok I'm, they need to pay me for that that uh, ad i just did tiktok live on friday night <laughs> if you're not doing nothing this friday jump on tiktok live <laughs> all right y'all we'll see you on the next podcast thank you for sitting with me.